Welcome to the Self-Love Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Rosenberg. I am the author of The Human Magnet Syndrome, The Codependent Narcissist Trap, and the creator of the Codependency Cure and Hitch Trauma Resolution Treatment Programs. If you identify with codependency, which I renamed the Self-Love Deficit Disorder, or you're caught in the crosshairs of narcissistic abuse or gaslighting, you've come to the right place. Expect the very best information that I know, whether from my own personal journey of recovery or through my 35 years of professional experience. What separates my work from others is my understanding of the origin of the problem, the solutions, and the necessity to take responsibility for one's broken picker that always points them to the dream of the soulmate, but the nightmare of the cellmate. So join my self-love recovery community and set your sights on the cure, self-love abundance. I'm going to talk about a concept, why covert narcissist counterparent. And I think it's a fascinating concept because any person who is married to a covert narcissist and either lives with them and has a very difficult time in sharing parental responsibilities, which is natural, or someone who is divorced from a covert narcissist understands that the way the narcissist parents makes no logical sense if it is measured by what is good for the children. When there is hostility and conflict and the covert narcissist is subjected to scrutiny, they are outed. Someone takes off their blinder. They go into panic mode. Now, let me just remind you, just in case some of you are new to my channel or do not know or understand what covert narcissism is. So I'm going to give you just a very brief definition of covert narcissist. So of all of the narcissists that codependents or people with self-love deficit disorder or SLDs are attracted to, one is someone with a narcissistic personality disorder. So there's narcissistic personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, the sociopath, and borderline personality disorder. Narcissistic personality disorder is separated into three or four categories. One of those categories is covert narcissism. And covert narcissism is all about narcissistic personality disorder, but it includes an element of sociopathy. The person who has antisocial personality disorder is a sociopath, but the covert narcissist is this pathologically narcissistic person with narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, and they have sociopathic traits. When you know about these narcissists, you understand that there is a part of their mental health, the part of their thinking that is calculated. They know what they're doing. They are conscious of the lies, the misrepresentation, the pretend love, caring, giving. They know that their inner desires, their inner selves truly don't give a damn. They know that they don't have empathy and they don't really care about the people that have put them on a pedestal. All of their self-worth, all of what is valuable to them requires them to mold themselves into a lovable, likable person who people can look up to. Now, they not only know about their narcissism, they're able to take the very worst parts and hide them and then create something that's wonderful, lovable, likable, that not only seems normal, but seems better than normal. And they do it for benefit. 
it feeds their needs for entitlement and grandiosity, but they know about it. And if they know about it and they have sociopathic traits, then they can plan their disguise. They can plan how that disguise should manifest in the world in which they live, where that role, that persona, that character can be loved, adored, so that they can get something they need. It's always about getting something they need. And the sociopathic part of that requires lying, cheating, manipulation. So now let's think of the covert narcissist who is a husband, a wife, a partner, but who shares custody with the children. They don't really give a bleep about the kids because they're narcissists. And the only time a narcissist cares about, and I'm just talking about garden variety narcissists about their children, is when that child can make them feel good. But the covert narcissist needs every individual in the family to fulfill a role so that they make him or her look better and elevate him or her to that position of authority or that position that people see as wonderful because they're a covert narcissist. But what I did was I created a video and it says, do not take the mask off the covert narcissist, just run. But I say that in this video, because if you are a spouse, a partner to the covert narcissist and you share children, if you should try to take their mask off, they will do anything they can to put you down, to humiliate you to make you look like you're the bad person. It's not that they're just horrible people. It's because they have everything to lose by having their mask ripped off. If they are covertly narcissistic in their parenting, say they are part of some kind of community or school-based organization where you represent the children or any possible scenario where their standing in the community brings them value. But the covert narcissist parent, you might ask, so what do they get that is so valuable that they have to fool everyone, create this completely false, duplicitous persona? Well, I have a client, she was married to uh, her husband for 20 years. And it wasn't until she started working with me that she ever considered him a narcissist because she was gaslit and it was really bad. But when I asked her, did he have friends? And she said, oh my gosh, everyone loved him. I go, okay, but did he have friends? She goes, oh yeah, everyone loved him. He could go anywhere and just tell his stories. He was a storyteller and everyone wanted to hear. Okay. And did he ever hang out or have conversations? No, he was kind of a storyteller. He was kind of brash and pushy, but people just loved him. Well, she, of course, now sees it differently because she's no longer gaslit and understands that this man had no friends because he was incapable of having friends. He was a covert narcissist, but he fashioned himself. He molded himself into the type of husband and parent that everyone outside of the family saw as the model parent, the perfect parent. And he didn't get money for it, but he got self-esteem. He got feelings of community because if he, the covert narcissist parent, could not hide it 
he would be subjected to ridicule, isolation, abandonment. People just don't like to hang out with narcissists, unless you're SLDs, but read my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, and you'll understand that. So when you are married to a covert narcissist, you're going to know what everyone else doesn't know. By day or night, he's lovable, he's appreciated, he's charismatic, he's funny, he's a storyteller. People love him, the kids love him. But that well-articulated, well-practiced perfection, it's only a veneer, it's only part of the surface because he does not have any real friendships or she. Everything is focused on becoming as real as possible not letting people in close because if they were close enough, they could see behind the scenes. And behind the scenes are children who are neglected, who are abused, wives, spouses, partners, husbands, who are hurt even worse. And I'll never, ever forget this session. I worked with this kid and he was angry. He had drug problems. He was, no one could get through to him. I had a specialty back then of working with teenagers and I kind of missed working with them, by the way. But no one understood him. And I was able to, you know, break through and connect with him. And he said, he is so tired, angry, furious at the kids coming up to him and say, his, his father was a counselor in the high school. He was beloved. Everyone liked him. Every, they gave him awards. He, he was the MC for um, activities, graduation and all that stuff. And kids would come up to him all the time and say, your dad is awesome. I wish he was my dad. And the truth is, this kid would go home. And as soon as his dad got home, he'd like, you know, crack open the refrigerator and down two or three beers and just start belittling people and just being a jerk, abusive, uh, humiliating. And uh, he just was a really bad person. But you might wonder, so what stopped the kid from telling everyone the truth? What stopped his wife from telling him the truth? Well, again, if you take off the mask, you're in trouble. Because if he started telling everyone the truth, he knows, like any other regular narcissist or any other sociopath, that if you should out them, there will be consequences, severe consequences. So children, sometimes as old as 20, 25, it's amazing how far this lasts they feel powerless to the potential for retaliation and consequences. So the question goes, well, why doesn't the mother or father, the, the partner to the covert narcissist parent, say anything? The partner, husband, wife, is an SLD who is afraid of being alone, who's insecure, and all the things that implies self-love deficit disorder. And there's a high probability they have been gaslit, that no one will love them, and if you understand codependency addiction or SLDD addiction, they believe that should they ever be alone, they'll never survive the pathological loneliness, which is the withdrawal symptom of this addiction. So the spouse is afraid to tell the truth because they have more to lose than the children because they're adults. If they would out the um, covert narcissist, their jobs could be put in jeopardy their relationships with their friends, their participation in community organizations. Because remember, that spouse, that partner, that covert narcissist is held at such high esteem 
and is put on such a high pedestal that they have to be quiet and ordinary and not threaten in any way this illusion that they're bigger and better than anyone could imagine. So then what happens if you should get divorced? That covert narcissist will do anything to destroy your believable allegations that they are a bad person. You got a judge. In some cases, it goes to a trial. You have more than a judge. You have people poking their nose and you might even have a, an attorney, um, an advocate for the child, or in Illinois, they call them guardian ad litems. Then there might be a custody evaluation, someone poking their nose around the house, talking to the children, getting what they call collateral information to verify their claims about being this type of uh, parent. Now people are poking their nose and saying, you're selfish, you're arrogant, you're abusive. The covert narcissist who is in a custody battle will do anything to make the other person look bad. You will do anything to the children or the child who tries to make you look bad to make her or him look bad. If you're gaslighting, which a lot of covert narcissists generally do, you will turn up the gas. And if the gaslighting doesn't work, you will threaten them. And it's sad to say, sometimes the threats are not so clear and straightforward and dubious or whatever is a horrible in your face, scary threat. Sometimes it's like, well, I just won't talk to you anymore. Because remember, these children who are going to be future codependents or narcissists are hungry for the attention and the love of this parent who at most conditionally gives it. And so they have survived on crumbs. And that's all they can hold on to as far as belief that this parent loves them. So if that parent takes that away, that could devastate them. And the child, let's say this child is the next generation of codependents, that child will do anything to protect mom or dad, whoever is the, the SLD or codependent parent. And they will sacrifice. They, they will jump on the bomb to protect this parent. They will be quiet. They won't say anything. They will toe the line. And so the consequence of either something a covert narcissist might do to punish, might take away to deprive, or watch their mom be punished. So now we have a divorce. They will do everything and anything to fight against and go against whatever agreement that's in the court agreement. They will, because they're covert narcissists, be able to manipulate it and pretend in front of others that they're doing what's what good and the other person is not. Um, they will just stop visiting. The kids all of a sudden go from this parent who, during the divorce, is spending all of this time with them to prove to the court how great of a parent they are. And this is the mind-boggling reality that if you have not crossed this bridge, and I hope you never have, you might not understand. Covert narcissists can fight tooth and nail during the custody process and spend thousands of dollars, up at hundreds of thousands. I've seen these fights that are just amazing, just to protect their false identity and to punish the spouse and perhaps the children. So when you see this fight going on between a narcissist who really never cared about their children and spent all this money, but then you knew that once it was over, they'd have nothing to do with the kids. Now you understand. So that is why 
some of these narcissists after divorce don't know anything about co-parenting. It's all counter-parenting. So I want to conclude that covert narcissists are dangerous. You shouldn't take the mask off of them unless you're ready to run and have everything set up in place. And I have so much material about this in my self-love recovery educational library that either has videos or audios. And of course, you got YouTube and now my new podcast. And my seminars are just compact, filled with information. And I have, it's called uh, The 50 Shades of Narcissism. Check that out. So in conclusion, if you are thinking of divorcing a covert narcissist, plan your escape well. If you are in the process of divorcing them, understand what you're dealing with and be as proactive as you can. And if you are divorced from your covert narcissist and you are experiencing the counter parenting dilemma, then you have or should have a better idea of what's happening and reach out to someone who has the experience, the knowledge, and the mental health degree to help you. Because this is a very complicated situation that has booby traps and landmines strewn all over the place. So thank you for joining me. And I hope very much that this information could be helpful to you or someone you love. Should you want more information about anything that I do or the services and products that I have available, just go to selfloverecovery.com, write us an email at help at selfloverecovery.com, subscribe, you be well, and I'll be seeing you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Building a self-love recovery community means the world to me. Spread the word. Let people know what we're talking about. And until we meet next, I'd like to leave you my favorite of all sayings by George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Don't forget that. Our future is in our hands, despite what anyone has told you before. You can be the self-love abundant person you've always dreamt of. It's your birthright.